Welcome to No One Likes the... T- I wish we had a theme song, you know? Mm-hmm. We can commission one. If anybody out there has a theme song, preferably with like a bunch of sweet piano riffs, you know, <laughs> I like those I wanna, old school. Yeah. I was just thinking, I want it to be like double bin gum catchiness. Yeah. If you, all right, if somebody could just like off the cuff write us like a theme song that's as catchy as one of the most famous catcherific tunes for double gum ever devised, mm-hmm. please send it along our way. You can even do like half the work if you come up with the lyrics and then we can uh, shop that out and we can make a little collaboration jingle for ourselves. I'm going to I'm going to throw down like um a template, like a, a song I think is really good and maybe people could just <laughs> riff off of that. Mm-hmm. Give me a break. Give me a break. Break me off a piece of that good good bar. So, Love it. Yeah. Kit Kat Par, Baby Back Ribs, something in that <laughs> vein, you know, if you want to get Chocolate in there. Chocolate Caramel, Cookies Times 2. Yeah, boy. Daryl Wong, my yo, friend, yo. this is No One Likes the Tuna Podcast. You stumbled into the Zoom. I did. I've had, I've had quite an unusual week here. It's one yeah. of those ones where you're... Um, your work and then your other waking hours just kind of blend together. Mm. And yeah, I mean, I'm sure the characters in these movies feel it as well. It's like, are you living to drive or are you driving to stay alive over here? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of driving to stay alive in the movie. In, mm. in Fast Five. First of all, I just want to ask, how was your watch through? We watched Fast Five this week. Yeah. We're watching all these movies again for the 20th time Oof. on the final road to Fast Nine. How was it for you this week watching Fast Five again? Yeah, it was rough. It yeah. was punishing, <laughs> like, because I had to squeeze it into. I worked all day. T- I worked all day today. I'm uh-huh. sort of on. Um, yeah, my stuff is kind of on fire. That good old T-Lot Industries over here. Oh so, no, I'm sorry to hear it. Yeah, so I'm yeah. I'm working through the, I'm working through the movie and working on this work stuff at the same time. Yeah, so it's like double stress. It's like stress double. getting the movie done, equal mm. amount of stress, millions of dollars of T-Lot Industry money going in the toilet. Mm-hmm. I'd say those and things are about equal. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's one of those things. It's like I'm not very good at multitasking, so. I when I split my attention across a number of things that I'm doing, it just feels very uncomfortable. I can get yeah. them done, but it feels bad while I'm doing them. I do you ever get that thing at work where you're like I just get a thing where people start talking, like somebody's trying to talk to me and then somebody like jumps out of the corner and tries to tell me something and I'm like ah, what? Ah, yeah. I <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I'm not equipped for this. Right. Yeah. Um, My watch through was, uh, it was okay. I watched it just right before we were recording. Mm -hmm. Woke up this morning, popped it on the tube. 
The only thing is, like, this movie, um, <clears throat> is long. Mm-hmm. It's really, really, really long. It's really long. It's mm-hmm. really... <laughs> I mean, I have no greater point to make other than the <laughs> fact that this movie... <sighs> I mean, I paused it at one point to go take a piss. I I was like, oh, I'm like... Three quarters of the way down here. I paused it. 54 minutes. And I was like, no. (laughs) No. Yeah. I mean, it almost feels... Yeah, this is really like three or four movies in in Uh one. Because like the first... Yeah. Like the first quarter or trimester kind of ends at on the balcony when they're talking about their dads. Like that's a totally different movie from all of the... The montage and the heist. It's yeah. It's a totally different movie. Totally. Like the on the run, we're, we're scrappy, we're just trying to make it, you know, happen for us. Then mm-hmm. the team arrives, act two, everything's like cool and chill. They're still be, being hunted by Hobbs, but they're getting a plan together. Mm-hmm. Then even the like, Hobbs. Sorry. Yeah, even Hobbs. Like every time Hobbs is on screen, like you just take all those scenes and that's its own movie as well. I think you could just take it out. Cut it out, right? Just, just cut it, <laughs> cut all the Hobbs stuff. <laughs> it's actually way better, I feel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, I, even though I like The Rock in this movie, probably the... This is probably, to me, the best Rock of the series. Mm-hmm. That might be a hot take. Even though The Rock is not as finely tuned in actor in the movie and that's a polite mm-hmm. way of saying what I'm trying to say but um, I do feel he's a little bit more like giving himself over to the movie and this is the rock stuff to me like when rock is not like the creative force behind what he's trying to do I always think that's better mm-hmm. I always think it's better when the rock sort of gives himself over to whoever the creative force needs to be, in this case, Justin Lin, right? And and sort of fits the a piece of the rock into what they're doing. To me, it always works better. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, even though I feel like this is probably the best rock of this series, I still think like this movie would work fine without Hobbs in it. Mm-hmm. Do you think if we subtracted, if we did a Hobbs delete out of Fast Five, do we think Elena still gets a part? And do we think that is going to be good? Is yeah, it necessary? I, yeah. I definitely think you could do a thing with Elena. Like, maybe she's a cop at the police office where they're, where they're storing all the cash. Mm-hmm. And she's the one cop there who understands how fucked up everything is. And, like, underst- like so she starts the movie on the cop side hunting down the team who's trying to rob Reyes. But then realizes the sort of error of her ways and the need for justice. And comes mm-hmm. around to trying to, like, help them be their inside woman trying mm-hmm. to, like, help them bust up the Reyes shit. So now that we're talking about it, right? Like that's probably how her character was written. She was supposed to be the lady version of Brian O'Connor. Right. They took that and they put her in there, but then they were like, "Oh no, people are going to see right through this. We need to um, 
cover that up with a big beefy dude. If that's, I mean, I don't know if that's the case, but if that's the case, like, it really seems to me like, oh, we can get the rock for this. Mm-hmm. Let's just get the rock for this, and it's like, well, what are you gonna? What are we gonna do with the Elena character? It's like, ah, she'll be the rock's sidekick, I guess. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, like, ah, that kind of sucks. That sucks. Mm-hmm. That sucks. I think um, it would have been a great movie if they, yeah, if they developed Elena in the way you just described. Wildly. Elsa Pataki is not single card billed in the credit in the end credits of this movie. What does that mean? So, um, you know, at the end credits when like the actors' names come up, it's like Paul Walker, mm. Vin Diesel, you know, and they go through a bunch of names. And this movie has like thirteen people who are single card billed, which just means their name comes up alone on the screen. It isn't paired with anything else. Mm-hmm. So, Don Omar gets single card billing, and Tego Calderon gets single card billing, and Matt Schultz gets single card billing. What? Yeah, and then, like, all the way through, and then at the end, uh, at the end, the double card billing starts, which is, like, two act- two minor actors together, mm-hmm. and Elsa Pataki is in the first of the double card billings, which hmm. is insane to me. Hmm. I believe Alamedia, uh, the guy who plays Reyes, um, Joaquin, uh, he gets an and, I think, or a with. He gets either a mm-hmm. with or an and at the end. So I don't, I don't, I can't quite remember from 30 minutes ago, but he gets one of the two. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is always like, this is all contract shit, right? Like, the order of the billing, the with, with blah 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 or and blah 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 is all contractually negotiated. Everything is contractually negotiated. Wow. Yeah, hundred percent. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like bullshit that Elena, who's a big part of this movie, doesn't get doesn't get up there. Maybe she had to fire her agent after that. It's like really? I would. Did you see? Did you see those credits? You're fired. You're fired. Or maybe she's like, "You got me kind of a big role in a <laughs> giant blockbuster franchise." Like, I appreciate it, brother. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're actually, good on the end credits. We're good on the yeah, end credits. Yeah. Okay. Next movie, maybe I'll get single card. But like, yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. I would be. Uh, I'd be into being in one of these movies for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, go I ahead. recently started following Elsa Pataki's stunt woman hmm. on Instagram, and hmm. it's very cool. Let me figure out what her name is. But um, it's fun because I think I just found it. Maybe Elsa Pataki uh, posted a picture of her and her stunt woman. I was like, that seems kind of cool. And she, yeah, does some behind the scenes stuff and just combat and training. And I thought it was pretty cool that I found that account. So. Yeah. You find it, I'll recommend. Um, yeah, stump people are like the heart, I feel like the heart and soul of these movies, you know? Mm-hmm. As I say often, I'm a big fan of in camera. Like, do it in camera. Do it in mm-hmm. camera. Do it in, where you can and where you can do it safely. Do it in camera. It always looks better. I mean, make sure you're like a qualified enough director to understand 
how you need to shoot things so that you get the right amount of coverage and like the action scenes make sense. But like do it in camera because the mm-hmm. gray, floppy, mushy CGI. I'm so done with that. I I watched the Fast Nine trailer again yeah. right before this, and yeah. I was w- w- watching some of the Vin Diesel stunts, mm-hmm. and they look terrible. Like it's not really that much better than The Matrix Reloaded. No, yeah, it looks bad. Fighting in the big co-op building, but I would say like. I mean, we talk about this a lot, but, like, VFX have gotten so much worse over the fucking past ten years, Mm -hmm. and it drives me nuts. And, like, I watched the trailer for that Eternals movie, which is a Marvel thing that's coming out. Mm -hmm. You should watch it. It's directed by Chloe Zhao, who's, like, directed Nomadland last year, and I believe she shot this Marvel movie before she shot Nomadland. Mm-hmm. And like Nomadland is stunning. Like it's a really beautiful movie. There's criticism of Nomadland, but like I don't think you can really pitch that it doesn't look good. I mean, it's it, she understands how to do things and like frame things and like you know, which is like a bummer because you watch this trailer for Eternals and like, yeah, there's there's some like really nice comps and compositions in there, but you, the big CGI shit in the trailer is just like a gray blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? It's like a gray, smushy mess. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I just hate it. I just mm-hmm. hate it. I don't know. I'm, maybe I'm just getting cynical in my old age. But, like, I'm not saying these movies are good. Go back and watch the Transformers movies. Like, Transformers mm-hmm. 1 from 2007 looks so good. Yeah. Those movies, that the VFX in those movies, which are huge, huge VFX shots. Right. With, like, giant fucking crazy complicated robotic bullshit. Mm-hmm. Look great. Yeah. Mechanical, like bi- like biomechanical movements that you had never seen on screen before. That movie, yeah, but just like the quality of them is like, mm-hmm. like the lighting is dynamic. You know, there's dark and light and shadow and like intricate reflection, and they just look good. They just don't look like like everything was shot in one soundstage, and then they just, like, were like, oh, we'll just comp in whatever we need to comp in. Mm-hmm. I know that's not the attitude. I know VFX artists work really hard, and they're really, really talented people. But the pipeline for these studios has made it such that, like, they're, they're just is not enough time to do VFX of that quality. Right, like the mm-hmm. the production pipeline is just like here's the amount of time you got, the VFX what we have, like those the mushy gray VFX, like people don't seem to give a shit. So like mm-hmm. let's just do those. It's way cheaper, and is less time sensitive, and like we'll just do that. It's great. Mm-hmm. Bothers me. Yeah. Yeah. Did you find um, the stunt woman? Yes, her name is Haley Wright, and they're working on a. I guess they're working on an action movie right now called Interceptor. 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 I don't know what's coming out, but... Interceptor. We should watch it. Yeah, we should watch it. 
I'm down for is Elsa Pataki the star I of think Interceptor? So. Yeah. She appears. She appears to have been promoting this thing. First build, pretty significantly. All right, the inter- I'm the interceptor. I think interceptor. it'd be cool. Um. Yeah. I'm trying to look at my notes. Mm-hmm. Have we talked about the fact that Han smoked? Two packs of cigarettes a day. <laughs> uh, what's the time commitment for something like that? So, what are they like? Twenty cigarettes in a pack. It takes. I would say three five, to five minutes. minutes. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of time. Yeah. That's two hundred minutes a day. That's. I'm trying to do some quick of mental math here. Mm-hmm. That's three and a third hours. That's three hours and 20 minutes of just smoking Non-stop. cigarettes. Right. <laughs> I don't Who has got that kind of time? I mean, you'd imagine that, like, you have to hydrate. I think if you're smoking that many cigarettes God, in a day... Yeah. You're going to hydrate or else yeah. you can't smoke anymore. You're going to hit a limit. It's like eating saltine crackers, kind of. It's like you can't just only smoke. Yeah, true. Um, do you think Han is like a water guy or like a electrolyte sort of mm. vitamin beverage guy? Huh, like an Essentia beverage, an electrolyte-infused Maybe like a Sobe life water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yep. I think we, yeah, a Sobe water would be nice. Refreshing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems up Han's alley, maybe. Yeah, I don't think he would do... He doesn't seem like an energy drink sucker. No. No. Yeah. No. Maybe a tea guy. Uh, a mint tea? Like like a mint tea, tea with... Is that uh, really hydration, cigarettes? though? Like, does mm. that hydrate your body? The hot stuff? I've never known this. I would love to know the answer. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, hot water versus cold water e- offer equal amounts of hydration. Huh? But I think when it comes to tea, depending on how much caffeine it has, I think the diuretic effects may be less than just warm mm. water. Mm. Mm. Yeah. What about coffee? Does that hydrate you? It's got hot water in it. It does, but... Yeah. Not as well as water. Okay. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen any of these characters drink a cup of coffee or tea, which is crazy to me. Actually, that's not true. That's. (laughs) (laughs) We know that's not true. We'll do. uh, We'll have uh, four. Four frozen can cappuccinos. Get, can we get a couple of iced cappuccinos <laughs> over here? Cappuccino. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, get it, get it. You want an iced cappuccino? <laughs> you want regular or decaf, Sarge? Re- uh, 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 decaf. Decaf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we've seen Brian, but does he drink it in the scene? No, I don't think he does. I don't think he touches it. It looks I think- great. It's in this mm-hmm. big glass mug. <laughs> For those who don't know, we're talking about the Fast and the Furious one. There's a cra- Go watch it. 
crazy scene, mm. ice cappuccinos. They're in these giant glass mugs, and they're f- ice, coffee, and then, like, maybe a half inch of, like, beautiful foam on top. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, they look good. I think Bilkins is sipping on his in the background. Bilkins is definitely sipping on his. <laughs> and I think Ted Levine also sips on his. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But I don't see. I don't think we see Brian drink that iced cappuccino. And if it, even if he did, it was decaf, so I'm not sure it would be as energy, you know, infusing. Rich. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm trying to think if we've seen anybody else drink a cup of coffee. Hmm. This is the dumbest fucking podcast in the entire universe. <laughs> Fuck, man. Okay. Two. No. There's a Sprite in two. Tyrese drinks. Uh-huh. Uh, what else? We, got a, we get a lot of Corona drinking. A lot of Corona drinking, some Belgian ale drinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think so. They're professionals. I think one of the things that um, makes sense and the reason why we don't see them drinking that often is because you don't keep beverages in your car if you drive. Oh, that's a true. A really nice car. That's true. You don't want to spill it. You spend a lot of money revamping that interior. You don't want to spill it. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? And it can get distracting on the road, too. you got to put your full full energy and focus. So it's three things. No spillage. Okay? Full energy and focus on the driving itself. You don't want to be tempted, okay, to distract yourself. And number three... It's urination management, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> if you if you got to be somewhere quickly, you don't want to have to stop. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, when I see those flashing lights, I'll never, I'll never I don't, stop. I don't, I stop. don't stop. I don't stop. <laughs> I thought you when wanted I... real drive. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, all right, well, we'll see. Fast 9. Prediction for Fast 9. Also, mm-hmm. nobody drinks a cup of coffee in Fast 9. Right. Crazy. We're getting into it here. We're getting into yeah. it. Yeah. But the, the other thing is, like, just two you just two packs a day, you just feel... I mean, I can't even fucking imagine how bad I would feel after smoking 40 cigarettes in a 24-hour span. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, I feel like in this movie they tried to turn I Got Eyes on blank into like a thing that they were going to do like for the next because it has not popped up before I don't think so and then it pops up like three times in this movie and you're like oh is that like a phrase they use often but Never again, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It wasn't that catchy. I got eyes on Mia. I got eyes on Nico. Uh, yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. Looking out for each other. Uh, I'm looking out for each other. Looking out for each other. I mean, it makes sense. It's like, it imbues a sense of family and connection and all that sort of shit, but... 
Mm-hmm. Hmm. Does it? Does it really make sense? Yeah. Is it something that you would? You have a context where you might use that in your everyday life? Also, Dom does not have eyes on Nico. <laughs> where is Nico? Where yeah. is he? Also, I mean, ultimately, like, uh, yeah, Vince gets killed, and he still doesn't really have eyes on Nico, and he sends big money bags over there, but in true Dom fashion, that's not really that helpful. Really, it makes them a target in their neighborhood to thieves and robbers, which one might argue puts them in danger. Puts them in, maybe... Take Nico and Nico's mother, who I'm sorry, whose name I don't remember. Maria. Maria, that's right. Mm-hmm. And get him, let him hang out with you at the beach fucking place. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? And then you can actually have eyes on Nico. You know? I agree. I think the end, yeah, that end scene also hit me kind of weird because she seems really happy. She's like, oh, look, it's really nice that they left uh, money bags here. But you don't see her realize that, oh, you didn't leave me a note or anything. And how this is how I'm supposed to figure out that the father of my child was dead. Yeah, did they even give her a phone call? Right? Did they? These people are bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they're bad. Maybe Maria's going to have to team up with uh, Tom's little brother in Fast 9. Revenge Squad. I mean, I'd be down with that. I'd also be down with like a Nico versus Brian Kitty showdown. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like like two kids riding, riding tricycles, like mm-hmm. trying to race each other. Right. I'd be extremely down for that. <laughs> if they wanted to pop that in the movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm sort of surprised nobody listens to us and Slash takes our suggestions about what these movies should be about. Week after week, we come up with these wonderful ideas. We have good ideas for these movies, dude. Anyway. Uh, what else you got? Uh, I mean... Damn near nothing here, except, um, what do you think about this whole, like, if you came up on $10 million or $11 million, the idea that you might go and do something, like, not necessarily have a day job, but do something um, either in service or something like have a shop, does that fit your personality? I see what you're saying. I mean, the garage thing, yeah, I think looks attractive and fun. I mm-hmm. It fits my personality much more than, like, blowing all my money on one private jet and one, like, crazy car from a shake in Abu Dhabi, you mm-hmm. know? Which is basically, I feel like, what Roman did. Like... Private planes are fucking expensive. Yeah. Jet fuel is also Jet fuel is fucking expensive. Yeah, it's like really expensive. Plus the plane itself, I would imagine Roman Pierce owns that plane. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like he's got 10 million bucks. All right, so the plane is maybe what? Two or three mil? 
Who knows? I'm not in the private plane market, but let's say mm-hmm. it's a, let's say it's 1.5 million dollars. Okay, then the car is like another million. Mm-hmm. If there's only four of them in the world, you just blew a quarter of your of your cash. You know, your treasure chest. Yeah, I think my lifestyle as a Degenerate is more on the Takeo Omar <laughs> side. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, it's just like, just let it ride on black, baby. Mm-hmm. Let's <laughs> no. go get two white tuxedos. We're going to Monaco. Yep. <laughs> I yep. didn't have it yesterday. I might not have it tomorrow. Who cares? Yeah. I love All that. Or <laughs> that I'm into, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Of all the things to do, I mean, I'm definitely not, like, the beach villa, buy a beach beach villa and, like, live out my life there kind of guy. That seems boring to me as well. I mean, yeah, I, there's only so many times and so many hours in the day that you can go out there and hang out at the beach. Even if you want to be out there and smoke two packs of cigarettes, I mean, really, you still have a lot of hours left in the day. What are you going to be doing? Right. Um, and Han and Giselle seem to just be driving on the Audubon, pretty mm-hmm. much, right? She's like, all right, take a trip. That sounds kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Take a little vacation, but that's temporary. You're only it's there temporary. for... Yeah, you're only there for a few weeks, maybe. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah, I think I'd probably just gamble it all. <laughs> <laughs> That seems the best of the options. I mean, really, I think the Tej Parker thing is great. Like, I would, I would love to be able to just spend time and money working on cars. Mm-hmm. I think that's like fun. But I love the gambling idea. I think like it's awesome just to like let it ride. Nice. Yeah. How about yourself? I don't know. I might have. I might. It's so boring. I might end up with a day job. I yeah. think I would like go find something nice to do, and that's it. Uh, yeah, something that I could go and do on a routine basis that was kind of nice, but you know, didn't have to worry about it. You should do it as like a as like a hobby. You should just find an interesting hobby that you do as your day job, rather than mm-hmm. like trade in cars for whatever whatever you do now i don't even know mm-hmm. what you do <laughs> but uh you could like you know how daniel day lewis like is sort of a cobbler <laughs> mm-hmm. you know what i'm talking about he's like i don't want to act anymore i just sort of want to like fix shoes yeah it's like cool man do your thing you have millions of dollars i like, do whatever you want. I don't care. Mm-hmm. That sounds cool. Right. I think, like, it's definitely... Having millions of dollars is definitely, like, a hobby-conducive environment. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. I could do that. I would buy... Yeah, I would uh, build funky bikes. Hell yeah. Right? I just yeah. have, like, a, I'll have, like, a lot, and I'll just, like, build a bunch of weird shit. People can come. Ride them around. You want one? You could just take you it could with like you. Open a garage and like tune them up, <laughs> and then be like, 
yeah, I got this bike from a shake in Abu Dhabi. Yeah, got the it. only one in the Western Hemisphere, bro. <laughs> Made an offer yeah. he couldn't refuse. You have to sign a waiver, though. It's like, hey, if you're going to be over here, you can go and ride whatever you want, but don't sue me if you get hurt. No suing and be cool. Be cool. Be cool. It's the number right. one rule of all right. time. Don't be a twerp. Um, all right, you want to do some shout-outs? Sure. Cool. Um, I'll go first this week. Okay. Have I ever walked you through my pimple management routine? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh-huh. So I'm not a kid who had, like, a, I didn't have a lot of acne, which I'm very mm-hmm. grateful for. But uh, So I never got into, like, how you deal with the stuff. But once in a while, I get a little, I get a thing, pops up. Mm-hmm. Got to deal with it. And I've had one the last week right in the smack in the middle of my forehead. <laughs> And it's just one of those ones that like gets kind of hard and a little lumpy and just sits there. You know? Ooh. And you're yeah. like, F this. Uh-huh. But I want to give it a shout out to a tried and true pimple methodology called the hot compress. Ooh. Now the hot compress doesn't it's not exclusive to pimples, but it is is a varied tool. Uh, to deal with a with a cornucopia of curio, okay, and what you do is you get either a smushed up bunch of toilet paper, usually what I do because it's on hand in the bathroom, or if I'm really prepping, this is a little a life hack, I get mm-hmm. a tea bag. Oh, interesting. So a tea bag is a device that retains water very hot water very well and is also smushy and soft. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I put the run it under the hot water, or again with the tea situation, I maybe make a cup of tea mm. with the tea bag, and then I take the hot toilet paper <laughs> and I compress <laughs> it against the pimple. Uh-huh. Okay, a couple times, and it's like it's hot. It's hot, you know. I'm not going. It's not lukewarm. It's hot, and I push it, push it, push it, and for some reason, it just like dries it out and activates it along, and like it either like goes away or it like speeds up whatever it's gonna do. So mm-hmm. if it's gonna like get out there, just speeds up that process. If it's gonna like go away and just recede, it speeds up that process too. Dries mm. it out, sucks sort of the oily life out of it, you know. And then once I'm done with the hot compress at night, if it's nighttime, here's the other crazy thing: I take a little tiny dab of toothpaste. No, <laughs> don't just pop it on there. <laughs> <laughs> no. Did Go you all right. Is this a home this is a homemade solution here or this did is a you, homemade solution, bro? You, <laughs> let's you and you I imagine you tried a few other things. Like, all right, first thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna try Listerine. I'm gonna do three drops of Listerine on the pimple. Oh that does nothing. I didn't know about that one. <laughs> no, I've just made that up. Mm. Don't try it. That that's not tested. That yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, I don't keep I mean, Listerine in my house for various mm. reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the toothpaste supposed to do? 
it, it, it continues the drying process. So as it, as it, as the toothpaste dries, it forms an <laughs> air and oil barrier. Okay. Uh-huh. So like new oil from my skin can't get into the pimple site. Uh-huh. Yeah. And thus uh lets the the dried out pimple sort of do its thing, basically. Mm-hmm. And continue wow. to heal. And this and this procedure is like a one time like one time one pimple, or do you have to repeat it? It's basically one time one people. I've had some uh angry sons of bitches over the years in which this has been had to be a repeated process. But I was like this thing was like rocking out of my like a horn out of my forehead yesterday. Mm-hmm. Last night, hot compress, little toothpaste, fell asleep, woke up this morning, it's like it's on the downslide. I can mm-hmm. feel it. Nice. You know? How does this fit in? Do you have any other, like, specific skincare regimen? None whatsoever. But yeah. that's the other... But that in itself <laughs> is the other skincare regimen, okay? Mm-hmm. It is my great belief. I'm a dry guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just a dry guy, okay? It is my great belief that maintaining... The driest level of skin on the most amount of my body possible <laughs> is the way I should be going in my life, okay? No moisturizers, no fragrances, uh-huh. no cologne, nothing. Nice. Yeah. Hmm. And uh, it worked out pretty well so far for me. <laughs> so nothing, so. unless you get a pimple, then tea bag and toothpaste. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's it you nailed it that's my skincare <laughs> regimen yeah all right i mean mine is pretty basic it's uh take a shower yeah i do that once too. a day yeah and also then a dry. I just, yeah yeah i just use a i hit the bar soap i guess i use conditioner on my head and i do bar soap everywhere else yeah and that's it i will i do put it on a little bit of like all-purpose lotion here it is here right it after. is here it is. And that's it. All-purpose lotion. Okay, you All got purpose. great skin. I just want just to tell you. Just basic lotion. It's really Thank good. It's I had a lot of pimples when I was a teenager. Did you? Yeah. And then around, I don't know, like my early 20s, just none. Huh? I still get them once in a while, but yeah, sure. I, don't do any, I don't do anything different. Well, I just I do my next normal time shit. get one. Yeah. Give it a little hot compress. <laughs> A little toothpaste overnight. See what happens. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, I take I do shower on a regular basis. That's always very helpful. The other right. thing that I do change the pillowcases on a regular yeah. basis. Huge, yeah. huge, huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like more, like more than once a week. No, once a week. Yeah. Once a week. Once a week's good. Once a week is solid. Yeah. You know? I got a lot of pillowcases around. They always come and yeah. they just, you know, they don't really go bad. But I always end up getting more of them all the time. Yeah, it's a good thing to have on hand. You want clean ones. And if I go more than once a week, like if I if I don't change my pillowcases and it hits the eight day mark, mm-hmm. I feel it. 
I'm like, nah, this is not. (laughs) It makes sense. I changed my T-shirt. I'm I'm at home in the summertime. I changed. I wear like three T-shirts a day. There's no point in being sweaty. Like I'm here. I got so many of them. Just put on a fresh one. Just put on. Why wouldn't I change? Why wouldn't I change my uh, pillowcase? Fair enough. On a regular cadence. My problem with my wardrobe is I have a lot of joke clothes. Clothes (laughs) that I bought for years as a joke. And so, and so I can't really wear those to work. So my life is sort of constantly managing the laundry cycle and the and the clothes I'm that are like okay to wear to work and that uh-huh. I feel comfortable in and stuff. So I do end up doing a lot of sweaters and sweatshirts just because like I have these clothes. Like maybe it's a t-shirt I don't I don't want to wear to work, but I'll throw like a sweatshirt over it. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, you know. As long as it doesn't get too hot, this is still a professional outfit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. What do you want to shout out to this week? Um, so I don't think I've given a shout out to this before, but it's wire cutters. Mm. So um, I built a bike recently from scratch this time. I sourced parts, but I did a full assembly by myself. Nice. And in preparation for that, I purchased a pair of wire cutters. It's also, it's, it's Wire cutters and housing cutters at the same time Mm because this like bicycle cable housing is like a plastic outside with a woven like metal mesh like protector inside of it that you run these cables through. But I bought a really nice pair of wire cutters. Very nice. Essential to a clean build. Are they a combi cutter stripper? So... So when you have electrical wire cutters, you need a stripper. Yeah. But for bicycle, you don't need that. Okay. So just a cutter, and it has a cutter and then like a um, like an end cap crimper. A crimping tool, yeah. Yeah. Very cool. But, you got to crimp yeah. those ferrules. That's right. <laughs> so I've got beautiful cut cabling and ferrules. Mm-hmm. And it really ties the bike together. Bro, and I'm happy for you, man. There's no substitute, right? If you, like, there's no point in having crappy wire cutters because then they is fray. a substitute. You can't use a scissor for it because usually the wires are too Could tough. you buy pre-cut, pre-crimped wires to rig onto your bicycle? So you can't because you oh. have to run it through. It has to be cut to length. Custom. It's a custom job. It's a custom you know, job. You gotta love it. You gotta modify it. Make a bond mm-hmm. with it. You know? Uh, that's cool. What brand? Yeah. Do we remember what brand of wire cutter? Uh, yeah, so it, it's a bicycle specific one. So I buy a lot of park tool mm-hmm. um, bike tools. And it's not the fanciest stuff, but it's like your normal bike shop. It's bike shop level quality, but not. Too fancy. Right. Cool. Yeah. I'm happy with that. Yeah. Good to have around. And it's a, it's the type of thing that, you know, I'll have a lot of we bikes. Should po- we should useful. do more bice, bike assembly posts on our Instagram. Mm-hmm. We should get, you have the login, right? You should just get on there and start posting some assembly pics because, yeah, yeah for sure, man. I already finished, though. We so have really have some... Bike. We ha- really have some like bike centric followers on Instagram. Nice. Um, 
If you want to follow us on Instagram, you can do that at No One Likes the Tuna Podcast. If you want to reach out to us on Twitter, we're at Nolt Podcast, N O L T T Podcast. If you want to send us an email, that's No One Likes the Tuna Podcast at gmail.com. Please, 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 if you're new to the show and you're lo- liking what you're hearing so far, I mean, I don't know why you would be liking what you're hearing so far because this podcast is stupid and dumb. But we like doing it. Uh, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcast. Um, please listen on Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. And join our Patreon, patreon.com slash no one likes the tuna podcast. We got some great mini episodes and some uh, spin off series. And we do our in betweener posts on there. And we just appreciate our patrons uh, as much as we can. So that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Daryl, I hope you have a great week and don't think about Fast and Furious all week until you have to watch Furious 6, which is our next installment. No one likes to tune a podcast. The final road to Fast 9.